Oh, hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by returning guest, Jesse Maxwell, who some of you may remember from our conversation at the beginning of this year as we dove into the first track off of an upcoming EP that was entitled Undone. Well, guess what? The EP is now here. It's entitled Hellion, and that's what we are diving behind in this conversation. From the second single off this album, I'll Make You. We're also going to dive into other tracks, such as my fave, possibly off of this EP, Evergreen. We are also going to talk about what other energies Jesse has tried to capture here on Hellion. As you may remember, Undone was about accepting a part of Jesse's self. So are we continuing that theme or are we going with other energies? We are also going to discuss a Chesterfields session that Jesse did last year for some of the tracks off of his first album, his first EP, Radio Silence. We're also going to dive behind, does Jesse have more of those incredible full band recorded performances coming our way? All of this and oh so much more in today's episode of the D. TP and it is all brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com where you go to support and represent the show by picking up yourself something to style around to show off everywhere that you go. Now that you know who the show is brought to you by, now that you know who our guest is, let's dive into this conversation with Jesse Maxwell as we learn more about this new EP, Hellion. Let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. How have you been, Jesse? I'm good. I've been uh, lately. I've been I've been really busy, um, but it's been good. It's been really exciting. Just kind of like working on a bunch of stuff at once. Thanks for having me on today, by the way. No worries. No worries. I'm glad that we could reconnect to continue to piece together this puzzle, this story. Awesome. All right. So today, today we're here to talk about that upcoming EP, Hellion. Yes. All right. So soon. So soon. So soon. Must be very exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. I, I, this is kind of a long time coming. Um, I was originally going to put out this project in September of 2020 and kind of just held off and, uh, and, and I got all the pieces together, got all the team together, and um, I'm really happy with this idea. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I mean, of course, we the last time we spoke, we got to cover one part of this six-piece EP with Undone. So I'm excited to jump into some of these other pieces as well here. Yes, totally. All right. All right. So, of course, um, one thing I guess we should continue off of 
that undone story. When we last spoke, you spoke about how with undone, you were really beginning to accept yourself and your sexuality. And from what I can hear from Hellion, it definitely still continues to travel that relationship, that sort of that love side of the world. So is is that the progression here is just continuing to push into who you really are? A hundred percent. A lot of times with, you know, at least with me and the way I create, it's a process um, and, and these things evolve. And so, you know, I wrote Hellion about a year ago and the reason that it, that, that we decided to title it Hellion, because it came from that place of self-discovery of something that's a little younger, as something that's a little mischievous. Um, and, and so that was kind of the theme that we realized of the album. And, and it's, it's interesting too, because the stuff that I've been creating today uh, is very different than Hellion. And it feels like that whole evolution. So it kind of felt fitting. And, and I think that's the, really the way that I've been going about it because I, I've been just trying to figure out everything from day one. Um, and, you know, with my writing, with my production, with, with the whole vibe, I'm just trying to like hone it in. So I'm so happy with how Hellion turned out. Um, and it, and it, I think it really showcases that point in time in my mind. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So... You had mentioned that also with Undone that you had recorded it inside of a bedroom studio. Is that the case with the rest of Hellion? I am actually in here right now. <laughs> this is this is the little this is the little studio setup. It's where I record everything. Um, every everything that I put out is recorded right here, and um, I like I like doing it this way. You know, I've I've been into studios, and it's a vibe and it's fun, but. There's something that I realized about recording by myself. Like, it doesn't really take a lot. Like, I record with this mic, and I record with these acoustic curtains, and I have, like, beside me a little a little enclosed space for the vocals. Um, and it, it's kind of, it's, it kind of shows in the recording. I, I, I feel um, more intimate when I record. I feel more isolated, more by myself. And I think that allows me to act and feel a certain way that I don't really get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. It sort of allows you to um, maybe get comfortable while capturing those pieces of yourself now that since you're inside of your own space. Right. Totally. And I can like I can do it at any time of the day. Um, I never have to pay for it. Like I'm just I can come here whenever I want. I can take as, as long as I want. And it's, it's really like it's no shade to, to studio recordings because, um, you know, there is something to be said about that. But just for me and the way I like doing things, this is this is how I like to enjoy my process and I can just take my time and be in my own world. Mm-hmm. It sort of gives you the time to play with each and every sound and make sure that you're accentuating the vibe that you're trying to capture and everything else. Totally. Yeah. And like, and, and that's how I'll do it. Like I'll just sit here. I'll sit like a little bit to my right and I'll, I'm, I'll, I always record sitting. Um, I just have the mic with me and I just kind of like close my eyes and sing. Nice, nice. All right. So I definitely want to dive into some of these vibes, some of these songs as well. And of course, the second single for Hellion was released in March with I'll Make You. So give us a little bit of a uh, dive into I'll Make You and what part of this energy that it's trying to capture with Hellion. 
I think it fits um, interestingly really well into the idea of Hellion because again, I think it comes for that a little bit younger of a mindset. Um, I'll make you is is really um, a, a winning over of someone. I think we live in a world that, and I fall victim to it as well. That you know, there's there's hype, there's brands, um, and it's kind of it's kind of a, a symbol of power or status, whatever it might be. And I think we get lost in that quite easily because we we know it and it's familiar and we recognize it um, rather than seeing it for what it is or for something at face value. So this song to me was um, was written from the perspective of someone trying to win someone over and saying that you know you don't need these fancy things, you don't need all this all this stuff, all this hype, rather something deeper that you could feel. Um, and that's kind of where that, that song came from. Mm-hmm. You can, um, money can buy you so many different things, but it can't give you physical touch or it can't give you the emotion that actually comes with connecting with a being. Exactly. And, and that's hugely important. I think, as, you know, especially at a time like now, we've lost that human connection that we, that we are so accustomed to, but um, yeah, it was it was really coming from that point of view and just like that commentary about how um, these things are are nice, but they're kind of useless. Okay, all right. I really I really like that energy because it's true. Is it's how, what do we get to take with us when we go? What do people remember about us? Is it the things that we bought, or was it the time we were able to spend? Was it the memories we were able to create? The magic, right? Exactly, and those are. Um, those are so much more powerful and they will last. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. And I definitely, definitely agree with that energy too. Um, so with that single, it was definitely a shift. And once again, once we get into Hellion, we see a few more different energies with these tracks. So I want to speak about Evergreen now because it definitely seems like maybe at this point with Evergreen, maybe you've won over that individual. So what are you trying to capture with Evergreen? 100%. Um, I will say the way, the way that I do create is, is all over the place in terms of genre. I think that really shows in, in this EP for sure. There's, there's different styles, there's different sounds and moods and stuff, but we kind of um, get to this finish line at Evergreen which I, I love evergreen to me when I listen to it, it just, it's, it makes me feel warm, um, makes me feel relaxed and peaceful. And this song is just a true love song. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's basically just like opening your heart up to that person who makes you feel complete and makes you want to be a better version of yourself. And that to me, I wanted to end, I wanted to end the AP with that because that, that felt to me like a resolve. And, you know, we were going through these motions of up and down and we kind of get to this place of growth and and acceptance and you know acceptance of your flaws like there's a line in there that says um uh, before i met you i was not a sane man right so like i'm recognizing that i'm i'm a human being and i'm flawed but this person makes me want to grow up and makes me want to you know be be a human mm-hmm. it's um in the relationships that we look for especially when it comes to that love style it's definitely we want someone who can help us grow and help us realize the better person that we can become, right? Absolutely. And it's in relationships, it's in, it's in friends and family, it's anyone really who, um, you know, sometimes we need that, that outside opinion, that outside view to realize that like we're capable of doing it ourselves and we can love ourselves. 
Um, so yeah, I love, I love Evergreen. I, I'm, I'm so excited for people to also love. Mm-hmm. It's definitely uh, one of my favorite tracks off of this upcoming EP. I mean, I love the entire thing front to back from the start with Smoke to Mirrors and that chorus with the pa 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 and then all the way to Evergreen. It's just like this album is just a beautiful encapsulation of, like we said, that love energy and not only just growing to love oneself, but also learning to love somebody else while still sort of respecting that love of yourself that you learned along the way. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's that's really the theme for me. Um, the more I thought about the EP, I was like, this is what I'm trying to say, you know, because we don't always know what we're saying in the moment. We just kind of like put it out and and and, you know, sometimes it takes a lot of thought and sometimes it's just more stream of consciousness. But uh, when, after reflecting, that's kind of that's kind of what I got from for sure. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Well, last time that we spoke, um, I know that you had mentioned that you had hoped to do a music video for Undone, but because of the pandemic, that made things a little bit more difficult. So did you have the chance to maybe shoot another video for one of these upcoming songs? Is there plans to shoot one? Maybe once things reopen up, I know things have shut down a little bit over on the east coast there <laughs> yeah it it really has um we're in another lockdown and i just had my birthday on saturday actually so it was the second birthday lockdown um so so we're really going a little bit backwards but um but no uh, you know what there was plans to do it and and just like everything else it's kind of just fallen through but uh, me and my band were able to record each song of the EP in a live set. So, um, so they're going to be up on YouTube following the release of the EP. And, uh, it's, it's just each song of us playing live. There's six of us. We got the whole band vibes there and, and it really sounds amazing. I mean, they're, they're all incredible. So in terms of visuals, that's what people have to look forward to. And I'm really excited about that because again, like playing live is something that we've lost. Um, but this kind of allows people, hopefully, to experience that live setting in the comfort of their own homes and on YouTube. Very true. And it also captures a little bit of a uh, better sound, whereas sometimes when you get that phone from the crowd from a live shot, it maybe doesn't exactly, it catches all the echo too and everything else. 100%. No, we recorded this properly. We mix and mastered it. It, It sounds really great. I'm really excited for that. Awesome. Is that the uh, same band members that you did the same live sort of uh, performance thing from some of your songs from your first album? Yeah. Okay. Uh, same people. We we will all ride together for sure. All right. All right. I remember that uh, everybody was grooving it pretty hard last time. So I can only imagine the uh, repertoire that has been built between all the performers now. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, the more like, and that's the thing too, because we've been limited in how much we can practice, but the more we do, the better we sound. Uh, and I'm just really excited for me and for people, but especially for them when we can play live again, because I know they've been itching to do it and they've been working really hard to, um, and, and they deserve to be a part of that. And I think, you know, that's why I wanted to do the live sets is because they, they weren't able to experience that. And we were all gearing up to do shows and then COVID hit and then we didn't. So I wanted to like give them something to look forward to and, and, and you know, have them excited about something again. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And 
that wasn't the only sort of live-ish performances that you did as well, because you've also done a few videos with the Chesterfield sessions. So what was it like to sort of team up with them and shoot videos outside or in a barn or all of those different exciting settings? Yeah, um, I loved the Chesterfield sessions. They were they did such a good job on that. Um, they're, um, I knew them because we were friends. We are friends. Um, and they started this thing called Chesterfield sessions and they wanted me to be a part of it. And so I went up to like 45 minutes North of Toronto. This was a while or two when we shot this, this was like almost a year ago. Um, and, uh, and we shot two songs. We shot average and we shot room in hell, room in hell. We shot in a barn average. We shot in the field and they just looked amazing. They, they really, they really killed it. Mm-hmm, definitely uh, gives a different perspective, a different energy to the tracks as well. Sort of seeing one inside of that open area and the other one sort of inside of that rustic, more scene. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there was in the visuals for sure, it gives it a different vibe. Um, and also, I would say, like, the way the way that I, I come about writing a lot of times is like, I'll start with the piano and vocals. And then because that's what I'm trained in, I'm trained in piano. So, then then we make it into a production and then we we bring the band into it and we do a live thing from it but it's cool for me to see it and hear it in that different capacity when it's just piano and vocals again because that's kind of the base where it all started awesome awesome and of course uh, with vaccines rolling out and everything else tours are already being announced for the fall for october and otherwise which means we might have that opportunity for you and that live band to make it into a setting? Are you excited to finally be able to bring not only that first album, but also this new EP to the fans? 100%. It's, it's really been a long time. Uh, and I'm, I'm really hoping that it does come in the fall because me, along with everyone who's a musician or artist, has, has just been itching to play. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about that for sure it's going to be like one of the first things i do when it opens up fantastic well hopefully i can make my way to uh one of those live settings so i can be the loud guy in the room with the soft music yes please (laughs) that or i'll come to you either way Ooh, either way either way i like the sound of it um and i'm sure everybody else in the crowd will too (laughs) amazing awesome so of course you mentioned that you're already still working on things too so without giving too much away what is sort of the energy that we're shifting into here in the future into this next upcoming chapter of jesse maxwell you mean after hellion or for hellion after hell after hellion oh um what can i say i think it's different it's very different and and it's the way that I've put out albums and EPs, which I love and kind of like stamps the style is like, there's a sound, but it's, it's all over the place in terms of genre, in terms of um, mood, in terms of feeling, in terms of like sound palette. So um, the new record that we're working on actually, and we're, we're almost finished it at this point, um, is I love it. It's so like spacey and it's dark and it hits really hard. Um, and it's a little more alternative and I really like that style for us because it, it feels a little more free. Um, you know, there's something to be said about 
a traditional song structure. And I think that's the, you know, with, with pushing those boundaries as much as I can, it's, it's been the way that I've gone about things. Um, and I kind of dropped that idea in this new album because I, I, I just wanted to be a little more free with it. And I got some really cool results for sure. And I, and the same with the, the EP, um, I worked on the album with my co-producer Andreas and, you know, just like two of us creating and we're doing our thing and we're in the bag and it just feels really good. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's to look forward to for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So you mentioned earlier that you happen to have a hand in most of the piano work and laying down a lot of things. So what does Andreas add to your recording process? A bunch of things. Um, we don't have like a set, like I'll do this and you'll do this. There's some things like I'll make you. He brought the instrumental to me. Um, and then it was, I mean, it was not, it, we, we had finished it together, but he started it by himself and the chords were different. And when I heard it, I was thinking, oh, that would be really good with a song that I have called I'll Make You that I had written a long time ago. Um, and, uh, and then there's other ones like Smoke and Mirrors. He pretty much brought me the whole thing as well, uh, the whole instrumental. And I just like wrote to it. And then we did the ending together. Um, and then, you know, there's songs like Evergreen, which I had like 80% done. And he heard it and was like, you know, he wanted to make a bass line on it. Um, he did some guitar work. There's like a little like walking guitar, a nice moving bass line. So it's things like that. So it, we're really just free with it. But he, you know, he's, he's as in this as I am, which is amazing. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And you actually just happened to reveal that I'll Make You was something that you had written before that once it finds the right beat, it gets remade. And I love how as songwriters, it's we can craft something. And at the time, it's like, I have no idea what to do with this. I know that it should be something. And then like, mm -hmm. it could be months later, it could be years later that it's suddenly just like, oh my God, this is perfect. It's finally got a home. <laughs> yeah, no, things take multiple forms. Like, I'll make you, the, the, the ones on the EP that I wrote forever ago were I'll make you an evergreen. Evergreen I wrote when I was still living in New York and same with I'll make you. So I was like, at this time, probably three, two or three years ago. That's when I wrote it. Um, and I'll make you had like a totally different instrumental and then kind of just evolved into this, but I never did anything with it. I knew, I knew lyrically it was a cool song and I liked it. Uh, and then evergreen um, pretty much was the same, but when I was, when I was, writing it back in like two or three years ago my production skills were not there so i started it and it was interesting and then i just needed time to like grow as a producer um so that i could like make it sound good or the way that i wanted it you know mm -hmm. I, it, the song the lyrics may have been ready it's just everything else wasn't quite there yet so it, it took some time and you grew into i'll make you uh, yeah it definitely grew into i'll make you grew into evergreen even something like standstill was not what it is today. Standstill, Standstill actually was the one that gave me the biggest headache. I just didn't know what I wanted it to be. And it, it just took so many different forms. And then we were playing it live and I was like, I love the way it sounds live. So I want to like re-record that um, and, do it, and do it like proper studio recording with live instruments. And that's what we did. It was like my first time tracking drums. It was so cool. Um, but you know, these things, these things really like evolve and you know, when it's ready, you know what I mean? Like once we had the product, I was like, okay, this, this is where it should be. This is where the home. So, yeah.
Well, I'm glad that it could find that home for not just the one song, but a few of these songs that continue to evolve as you continue to evolve as well. Absolutely. Awesome. So true. Awesome. All right, Jesse. Well, I'm so stoked that we could reconnect here to talk about this EP Hellion. I hope we can reconnect again in the future. I have one last question for you here today. Are you ready for it? Right. All right. Last time we talked about your growth as an individual, but with this album, you've said that you've come to accept quite a few different pieces of yourself. We've talked about the sexuality and everything else. What are some of the other pieces of Jesse Maxwell that you've come to embrace, to accept over the period of crafting this EP? Um, so many things. That's a great question. Um, these last, these last questions are always the killer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, things that I've come to accept, I think, you know, the main thing is to keep in mind and, and to not be hard on myself when it happens that I am human and I am not perfect and, and I am growing. So there's things like my patience, you know what I mean? Like my, my, um, the, the willingness to wait for something and to not, force and rush the process i think was something that i like had to accept about myself and knowing that i was able to not do it because if i'm conscious of it i can say okay this is this is what i'm thinking but logically this is what i should do for the best results um so stuff like that you know stuff like letting my mind be free um i think was was something i i didn't always do at least in the past I think I think now even and and on this EP and on the next album as well like I'm letting my mind go there and just kind of like trailing off um but you know a lot of the times it, it's difficult being an underground artist and you you you're trying to get people to like you you know and and sometimes you you make yourself fit into a certain mold that well this is this is what people want to hear rather than this is what I want to do so um that was something that I like realized and Again, I don't know if if that was a hundred percent what I was doing, but I think a part of me was like holding judgment on myself if I wanted to like get weird and I wanted to say things that were, you know, bold and if if I wanted to make things that were were more experimental. Um, so yeah, I think just not being as hard on myself was was something I learned to grow with for sure. Just like letting myself be myself and create the way I want to create. No, I love that lesson, and it's definitely one that a lot of us have to learn because even as artists or people who aren't artists, a lot of us are our own harshest critics. And totally. sometimes we just have to let that magic flow, and we can't beat ourselves up over every single detail about something or like that is going to happen, that has happened, that you're in the moment of. Sometimes you just have to embrace that it's like okay well i'm doing the best that i can and we just have to make sure that i'm continuing to do that yeah like that and like a lot of the times too it's unproductive you know like if you're so hard on yourself you're taking away time that you could be doing something else you know like for something like standstill that the, i did it like 50 times the, there's you know i'm glad that i did it but like that was a lot of time that you spend on something to to just like keep being so critical of before getting that outside outside view you know because a lot of the times too things sound way better outside of your head 
So um, with a fresh set of ears. So yeah, all lessons. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to have a uh, other set of ears like Andreas to make it go like, nah, man, you're being crazy. This is this is amazing. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Awesome. Jesse, I want to say thank you so much for joining me once again here on the Desert Tiger podcast. Thank you so much, Fenton. Oh, ambush. I hope that you enjoyed this round two with Jesse Maxwell as we dove behind this new EP, Hellion, which you can find right now on your favorite music streaming service. Oh, yes, and when you're there, you're going to want to go ahead and hit follow because Jesse's already told you he's already working on that next wave of Jesse Maxwell magic, and you don't want to miss out on it. And with that, it's now time to give Jesse Maxwell a roaring DTP. Thank you for joining us here on today's episode of the show. I need to go ahead and thank Taffin from over at Indoor Recess for going ahead and setting this conversation up. And I need to thank German from your podcast editor for making this episode sound so good. And lastly, I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on into this episode of the show. If you've yet to join up with The Am, what are you doing? It's so easy. It's as easy as hitting subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app or service, you know? The one you're using right now. You can also help us grow by sharing this episode with your friends, your family, on your social media. You can also give the DTP a five-star review, and you can head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com to pick up yourself something to represent the show. And with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your mountaintop, your oasis, the thing that makes your heart so damn happy that it makes you want to jump out of your seat. It makes you want to let out your roar about that thing. Let that roar out into the world and show them just how powerful, wondrous, and beautiful you and your roar are because you are all three of these things and so much more. And until next time on the TTP, bye, am The Desert Tiger Podcast.